up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here once again, as usual, in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the LTD Studios, and I got D-Boy alongside me again today. What's going on, D-Boy? I'm back like I never left, and I'm excited because I feel like a whole lot took place in the past week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm, I, I had somebody actually question me. I, I, it's a habit for me to call this the LTD Studios, and I had somebody question me about Ooh. that like what does ltd stand for mm-hmm. and it stands for living the dream for those of you living that don't the dream know. yes it does um, and maybe i should just kind of stay away from calling it the ltd studios and call it the living the dream studios it's just a lot more relatable yeah yeah for sure I mean, living the know, dream I mean, studios people don't know yeah. it we, could we be somebody's first it. time listening <laughs> to the podcast what's the ltd studio you're right assumptions because you're right here with it yeah for yeah. sure but it is the living the dream studios to be exact um, but yeah, we do got a lot that we will dig into today. But before we do that, make sure you go to wakeupandwin.com. That's wake up, the letter N, win.com. Uh, we got merch there for you. Also, this week, this coming Friday, I do have a piece being published in Street Roots. Um, so Shout definitely, out to you. Yeah, Shout for out sure, for sure. Thing. So definitely be sure to check that out. Um, and believe it or not, it's actually not a sports piece. Usually, the pieces that I write over there have like that intersection of sports and politics. Whoop de doo, what a coincidence, right? Yeah, that's um, what you do. <laughs> <laughs> but this piece is actually about a play that I attended. Um, it's a local play here in Portland that I attended and it's still going on. Um, it was called Hazardous Beauty. And I think it was a phenomenal play, first and foremost. I would recommend anybody to go check out the play. Um, it's yeah, we the, going this weekend, yeah, thanks to you. I yeah. didn't know nothing about it. it, it for those of you who want to know where it playtime. is, it's at the Interstate Firehouse Cultural Center. The Interstate Firehouse Cultural Center. Um, it'll be Friday and Saturday this weekend and Friday and Saturday next weekend at 7.30 p.m. And then it'll also be this Sunday at 3 p.m. and next Sunday at 3 p.m. So you got two more weekends left to go check it out. Um, but I really, really would advise you to check out the piece in Street Roots this week, especially if you're from Portland, if you live here in Portland, because um, for one, I wrote it, but for two, and even more importantly, you should support our local vendors here. Um, for those of you who don't really know what we do at Street Roots, it's a newspaper publication. Um, it's about 90, 90% professional journalism, 10% vendor journalism, and uh, we have vendors who are homeless and impoverished who buy the paper from us for 25 cents. They go out and sell the paper on the street for a dollar. They get to keep the profit. Um, they also get to keep whatever tips or whatever donations or whatever it is that customers want to give them. It's all theirs. And they move a lot of units because I see them everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm at Safeway and see them. I see them down the street from the studio here Yeah, at uh, the Nature <laughs> Four Seasons. Yeah. I see them a lot of spots, bro. They, yeah. they move them new, new, them seasons. Yeah, yeah, new seasons. New seasons. Yeah, what's that? At the that hotel? hotel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rapper <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Rapper <laughs> stuff. The four seasons, man. <laughs> new seasons, Caddy. Yeah, I'm new, new to season. the health stuff, you feel me? <laughs> I like this thing. But yeah, no, you know seriously, I mean? though, go check it out. And for those of you who aren't here in Portland and local, 
Um, it'll be on the internet probably sometime next week, which is definitely interesting because in this day and age of the way media is consumed, we're all used to reading our content and our newspaper articles or whatever it may be on the internet first. True. Print is nearly dead at this point. Um, but we're a unique organization and a unique publication in the sense that we want the vendors to be able to make money first. So they receive the paper first on Friday when the new paper is released. They go out and sell for the week. And then we follow up online and have the online article once they've gotten a chance to be able to sell their newspapers. Because we don't want people going online and reading the article the day that it comes out in the paper. And now you have certain people that feel like they don't need to buy paper from a vendor off of the street because, because it's already, uh, it's already yeah, online. They've already smart, read it. They've smart. already consumed it. So we like to, we're actually the opposite of what's become the norm, the norm. today. And we release our print issue out first, and then we follow up follow up on the internet. So I'll be letting y'all know when it's up online as well. But definitely, if you're here in Portland, support the local vendors and check it out. But D boy, yo, I want to do a um a quick Super Bowl recap. Obviously, it's a lot that we're going to be able to dig into in regards to the Super Bowl, what happened, what went down. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And obviously, I'm in the I'm, high seat. I'm rocking right I'm here with you. I'm in the high seat. I'm rocking right here with you. But what I want to do is I just want to do quick hits. Um, obviously, if the conversation is just naturally going into a direction that it needs to go into, that's all good. But as far as my preparation is concerned, I just got a few questions that I want to kind of hit on in regards to the Super Bowl, and then we could just move right along to the next topic after that. Well, I tend to stay ready, so let's do it. So the first question that I want to ask you is that, is it okay for people to watch the Super Bowl as well as be Kaepernick supporters? Absolutely, for sure. Definitely. You need me to dig into Yeah, elaborate it? a little bit. All right, Um. yeah, for sure. Definitely because... I'm in that. I'm in those shoes. I feel Same. like I'm a Kaepernick uh, supporter, right. and I watch the Super Bowl, and I think that it's a separation. Although I, I stand with Cap. I agree with his political views. I told you in this podcast, I don't even necessarily agree with how he went about doing it with the kneeling, and mixing it with you know the, on the NFL during the games and all of that kind of stuff. We spoke about that earlier on in some podcast Absolutely. episodes, and so. Me personally, I'm just a guy that doesn't focus on mixing politics and sports or anything of <clears throat> of that nature. I think that you can use uh, people that do music, you can use athletes and everything of that such to use separate platforms. But I thought that during the games, I didn't think it was something that you know took me from watching the games or made me well, want to boycott. Well, it was before the games. So, it was before yeah, before, the game, but, No, that's but what I'm saying. But after doing day. it on game days, I just yeah. didn't feel like it was something that that needed to be done like that. And so I'm, I definitely knew all along I was going to be watching the Super Bowl. And for anybody else who feel like they support Kaepernick and you know watch the Super Bowl as well, I don't I don't think it's anything wrong. Yeah, I, I definitely want those people out there. And I actually tweeted it during the game. You know, I, although I was one of the people that was watching the Super Bowl myself. And I've been that vocal. And that. I've been vocal about 
being a Kaepernick supporter, but also not being a guy who is protesting or I, maybe I should say boycotting the NFL. Um, I've definitely been vocal about that. A lot of the reason being is I do have some hope from what we are seeing in the NBA, which we'll dig a lot deeper into here on the next segment. But I do think some infrastructure can be changed within the league. So I'm not going to boycott the players that are out there on the field. Some of them I know personally. A lot of them I just support based on my relatability with them, um, being able to see them live their dream coming from inner cities, being a uh, predominantly African-American league, I get to, I don't want to stray away from them just because we have this issue going on here. Yeah, because that's I a do. positive side. That's a success Absolutely. story. We want Absolutely. somebody come from basically nothing to live in a life that we all dream of, basically. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So with that, I've never been the guy who just solely strayed away from the players that are still playing in the league. In fact, Colin Kaepernick was not that guy. If Colin Kaepernick could go back and play right now, he would. <laughs> correct. I, yeah, correct. <laughs> his for best sure. friend, his best friend, and Eric Reed is playing. I stand. For, I I agree from the political standpoint, but I won't let it mix it into my actions. That's basically the words I was trying to put as far as my actions to watch the game or support, like you said, from different aspects. Not only the fact that I enjoy the sport and the yeah. competition, but we know people personally that's Absolutely. playing. Absolutely. So um, that was my quick hit on that is anybody don't feel like you were fake woke because you watched the Super Bowl and you also supported Kaepernick at the same time because I was one of those people too and god damn it I don't feel fake woke but um <laughs> the next question that I have for you is was this the most boring Super Bowl game ever what absolutely you, got you ain't even got to finish a sentence boring 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 13 to 3 Tom Brady put up 13 points and got the W I'm hot, and I'm not even a Brady hater. Shady Tom Brady, I'm just still salty about the Raiders situation uh, 12 years or so ago. But, um, yeah, I just – it was boring. It, it never – for one, the Rams really never got anything going. So, for them to never really convert a third down until the fourth quarter, I think they were 0 for their first nine on third down conversions or somewhere in that ballpark, I think that – that's obviously boring. That's where the action come, third and five, third and seven, third and nine, where you can extend drives, and they did not do that. So that was boring. Um, it, like I said, even on the on the winning side of it, 13 points, that's obviously not a lot of scoring either. Uh, Edelman was obviously who won the MVP. He won that for a reason. He put up the most – he was the most entertainment within the game for sure. I feel like he kind of picked the defense apart, ran some sharp routes. Uh, and for that to be the highlight of the Super Bowl, I think that that is kind of self-explanatory. You see, I, I disagree with that because I thought we got exactly – even though I didn't predict that the game would play out the way that it did. As far as that low scoring I, or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as the low scoring is concerned, obviously you got Brady, who we know can can fill it up. He's a he's a dynamite quarterback, still a Pro Bowl quarterback. He knows how to score well. And then obviously you do have that Rams team that's been very explosive all year long. you got the Todd Gurley's of the world over there. You've got C.J. Anderson, who had his four or five game run of just – Dominating. Pretty much dominating and going off. So, no, I didn't predict that it would be a low-scoring game. But once the game unfolded, once things got underway and you saw how low-scoring that it was, what I was very impressed with was the defense on both sides. Um, I thought the Rams defended 
phenomenally and obviously the Patriots defended phenomenally as well and I think it proved why we saw what we saw and why those two teams met in that game on the biggest stage you got two teams that really have it all on both sides of the field on both sides of the ball and I thought it showed because we know what Tom Brady can do offensively we know what those guys on the Rams can do offensively but what do they always say defense wins championships and we saw these two championship teams playing on the biggest stage and defense is what stood out there. And that's totally correct, but your question was about the excitement. And as we all know, although forever in sports we've been hearing defense win games, the excitement generally comes from, yeah, yeah, wins games, period. Offense offense wins games, defense defense wins wins championships. championships, But you hear that, you know, for forever, basically, we've heard that slogan, but we know that offense is exciting. We know that. Touchdowns is when everybody go crazy. When you make a three-pointer in basketball, that's when the crowd is dunking. The majority of excitement comes from the offensive side. So although I was going to touch on the fact that I think probably outside of Edelman, the second best excitement of the game was the defensive line. They was applying pressure on both ends. And that's what was fun for me. But that's (laughs) what I'm saying. I think personally – I understand where you're coming from, but I think overall on a general scale, and that's kind of where I'm looking at it from, it was it was boring to say that potentially the, the defensive line was the most exciting part of that I, Super Bowl. I, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely – it, it kind of reminded me of like a Floyd Mayweather fight. Personally, I didn't think Floyd and Mayweather was a boring with them fight. Too, so. But, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'd be but, bored with them But too, generally man. speaking, that's kind of public perception when it comes to Floyd May- Mayweather. Yeah, For me, it's genius to be able to see him defend the way that he does, deflect the way uh, that he does as a fighter I'm, is absolute I'm genius to me. I'm interested to hear what and the it listeners shows say. Oh, yeah, for sure, because I know that I'm I'm not necessarily going against the grain because I believe wholeheartedly in what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is for true football fans, I don't think and I'm not discrediting you, discrediting you saying that you aren't a true football fan. Right. I know. But for true football fans, people that play football, consume football, eat, sleep, and shit football. I'm not going to say that they just had an all out ball and that Super Bowl Sunday was just uh, the party of the year, yeah, but it wasn't which we've such, seen it be before. Yeah, it wasn't but I don't think surprising. it was. I don't think it mm-hmm. was as boring as we put it out there to be because it was some very impressive defense out there, and it wasn't like it was a team that was playing that just didn't belong there. But we're quick hitting. You. We're quick hitting. Um, my next question is: I want to know your thoughts on the halftime performance, music whack, guy. Whack, I want to know your thoughts cool. on it. Elaborate. Uh, what was it was one caddy who did good, but everybody else was weak. It you was, had Maroon uh, Five. Yeah, they was bunk. You had Travis, Travis Scott, Scott. He was bunk. And you had Big Boy from Outkast. But it was somebody else with the choir. Remember that they was had, that was Maroon Five. No, nah, Adam uh, Levine. I, okay, he's, yeah, he's the he, lead singer. Yeah, Maroon he Five. killed it. His part yeah, was, okay. was cool on the Maroon Five. Yeah, the overall set of Maroon Five. I think we agreed as watching it. It was boring, and you're a fan of Maroon Five. Absolutely. But I I wasn't feeling that. Until that part, they brought out the choir and that strong voice along with him, and it it, it was a show. But uh, and then it went to Travis Scott. I think just the, just to know his music as well as I do, and then to see the raw vocals and just that element, I think it was very different from that of even you know the shows that he does during touring. So I thought that that kind of exposed some things within him where I just I didn't think it was a great performance. I've seen some rap you know, and some hip-hop Super Bowl performances that killed it, and that wasn't one of them. And then, 
outside of that, Big Boy, he's a legend. The song was legendary, so I was rocking with the song. I was just rapping it earlier, ready for action, nipping in the bud. We never, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he just didn't have a wind. It was kind of boring, so. Alexis, can you come here right quick, please? Uh-oh. Alexis, can you come here right quick, please? And this is a question that I, uh, this was unplanned and this totally is like a spur of the moment thing. I'm just fortunate that she's here in studio with us right now. But what I want to talk about is um, this nipple situation because Adam Levine took his shirt off. Right. So you had right. a lot of people complaining. Obviously, probably the most famous Super Bowl performance ever right. was when Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson did that and performance. The Which right. was a not plan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but it's just, it just came to me right now. I want to ask Alexis, what's your perspective as a female? Um, you had Adam, Adam Levine who took his shirt off. Obviously, it's normalized for men to be able to do that. Not so much normalized for women to be able to do that, which is why Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake received the criticism that they did. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what's your take on Levine being able to do so and it pretty much being okay and Janet Jackson getting criticized the way that she did. All right, so, hello, my name is Alexis Hernandez, and I think that when it comes to Adam Levine taking off his shirt versus Janet Jackson getting that whole nipple situation, there's two different situations. From my impression with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't planned. It was not planned, correct? Correct, yeah, it was yeah. a, it was a so malfunction. It was more of a, yeah, it was more of a wardrobe malfunction. So that just makes it seem like it was more of an uncomfortable situation for Janet. It wasn't like she, like that was the plan. It wasn't Whereas, like she tried to be ratchet or something. Exactly. It'd be one thing if it was like Nicki Minaj, mm -hmm. you know, uh -huh. on there showing her nipples because that wouldn't really be anything too, too crazy or frowned upon. Whereas with Janet, it's different. With Maroon 5 and Adam Levine getting, he took his shirt off. He took his shirt off. But do you think that was planned? Uh, I don't necessarily think that maybe he let his people know, hey, by the way, I'm going to take my shirt right. off at That's what point. I, yeah. I think I it was think, planned, though. I think when it comes to the Super Bowl, there's a certain level of maybe class that they try to hold. Not class. I don't know if that's the right word, but a certain level of respect that they want to hold their artists. Status. To. Status. Yeah. Right, right. And I think maybe that's what the whole issue was with Adam Levine taking his shirt off. I don't, I don't think that it should be that big of a deal, to be honest. So mm -hmm. should Janet Jackson's have been that big of a deal? Yes, yes absolutely. because hers okay. was different. It was a malfunction, it was a nipple. She wanted them, you know, beauties in the scene of, you know what I mean, all of that. So it was more of a big deal, kind of, like we, like she said, it was a malfunction, it was spurred a moment, it wasn't expected. I don't think those situations should be compared. And can I okay. tell you, can I jump in real quick and tell you something real fast yeah, about that to feed sure. into that? For sure. It, it, just as me seeing it, because I know exactly where you're coming from with this, I personally just thought for a Super Bowl, I think it was planned. I think we know the wow factor of when you perform as an artist and take off your shirt, that it just, the people scream and go crazy anyway. So I think that I definitely was planned within his mind, yeah. whether he told people or not. But I think that. I personally thought it looked tacky. Like, it felt tacky for what it was. You think a Super Bowl on a certain pedestal and just, <clears throat> it was tacky to me. It was a tacky look. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you, obviously, as somebody in music, yeah. Alexis, but not a big a deal. Like studio, you said, not a big deal. I just deal. wanted to yeah. put that out there. Not I just a big deal, to put but it is kind of attacking. Next question. Is Tom Brady now the greatest no. individual mm -mm. champion of no, all time? Um, I, he, he tried to trick me on this. This must be the last hot take. It's not. Tried, it's not. All right, he tried to slip that one in the middle then because, nope, that ain't it. He He's not the greatest champion still. He won with 13 points. The Rams didn't score. He got lucky. He's still good. He's still great, but not the greatest champion of all time. Yeah. You think it was going to change in two weeks, guys? I mean, I, regard, <laughs> I just had to put it out there because he actually won it. And what I said yeah. initially was that if he won it, that he would be the greatest champion of all time. I still believe that because he did go out there and win. But you also got to really give Bill Belichick a lot of credit and his coaching mm -hmm. staff for mm -hmm. being able to execute the way that they did and pretty much hold the Rams to nothing but a field goal out there. So, yes, I do still believe he's the greatest individual champion of all time. But Arguably I don't, rightfully so, but, but, no. but I don't have the backing that I thought I would mm. by them winning mm. that game. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought I you thought because, it would hold more weight because, as I wow. mentioned, I thought it would be more of a high-scoring game. I thought it would be Brady having to put on a show because yeah. the Rams were going to put yeah. on a show, and it wasn't that. Yeah. So I will call myself I, on that one and say I was a bit surprised at how the game went. And I think went. that kind of supports why I said I, it ain't going to change over, you know what I mean? Yeah, that so so that's what I will say as far as that's concerned. Last question, I don't know if you are aware, but the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, um, he was caught partying with Cardi B yeah, the night aware. before the Super Bowl. And then he after the gigging. Super Bowl, um, I, I think <laughs> he also got on stage for a Meek Mill yeah. performance and <laughs> – as we know, Meek Mill's recent album is called Championships. He wore Meek Mill's championships chain to the parade. To the Meek um, Mill was gassing him up. It was Cardi B performing, <laughs> and Meek Mill was gassing him up, yeah. and he was gigging on stage. But, I seen that. Part. Yeah, but I want to know kind of what's your thoughts on that, and you know, on what the fact that he wore the chain and all that. Yeah, just uh, all the way around. Just because I think we're at a place in a time right now where you have players versus execs, owners versus execs. Um, you obviously have Trump, who's friends with a lot of these owners that's if we dig I mean, a lot deeper into I'm the be political honest, i kind of think it, i kind of i don't think it's a gimmick when we talking about meek but i kind of i feel like it kind of fit into what uh what what he's about right now he he flew in on a jet from you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. i mean with the yeah, owner Ruben, of the 76ers Ruben, yeah, Ruben. uh you know what i mean i was obviously surprised because i know how much of a philadelphia eagles fan he is but i just think that that's where he feel like he's kind of showing like I'm tapped in with the big dogs. Like, you feel me? We rocking. I thought it was... And on Robert Kraft's side, I think that is nothing but good. Like, finally, he kind of showing some tapping in with the culture, regardless yeah. of what's really the backstory, if anything. But I thought... I think that's good entertainment for the intersection of you know, whatever that difference that we might hear about. So and I much. agree. And to dig a lot deeper, I'm going to get a little deep here with this one because just yesterday we had the State of the Union address um, and we also had the State of the Union response. Shout out to Stacey Abrams for being the first African-American woman to respond to the State of the Union address. But Trump did his State of the Union address. And one thing that was interesting about Trump is I never heard Trump talk so much about unity when it came to the United States of America and not resisting politics and really trying to bring America, America together. Now, some people may think I'm crazy for tying that into the Super Bowl, but I think first and foremost, the way I would tie it into the Super Bowl is we saw Colin Kaepernick's influence in a major way 
over Super Bowl weekend because this was the lowest rated Super Bowl in 10 years. I first and foremost credit that to Colin Kaepernick, and I also think that that shows Trump in a lot of ways that, yeah, maybe Kaepernick wasn't the problem when he was a player and standing for what he's standing for, and there is some power behind what he did because now that Kaepernick hasn't been in the league speaking. for three years, the numbers, the numbers are speaking, and you don't have that to your defense anymore. Now for two. Him and Robert Kraft, they've got into it recently, but they also have a friendship they as friends, well. Bro. They have a friendship more. Yeah, friends. yeah. They, I think the issues that they had were kind of minuscule, um, but it, obviously those issues stemmed from when uh, Trump was calling players sons of bitches and all that kind of stuff, and Kraft had to come to the defense of his players because majority of your players are African Americans, and they do have a certain belief system, mm, and they believe uh, in uh, their politics and things. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Some, but no, I mean, his he, best players he, aren't, but yeah. majority of his team is African American. Yeah, majority of his league is African American. We just yeah, only talk about, it I mean, the yeah, because it's because it's Brady are, and Gronk and Edelman, <laughs> but everybody else is black. <laughs> but, but but even with that being said, I just think Super Bowl weekend had a huge effect all the way around because you did see Robert Kraft interacting with the culture, the way that he interacted with the culture, and it might have opened Trump's eyes a bit because I know he paid attention to the entire weekend because had those numbers been better with all the Kaepernick um, – not, I don't want to say drama because it's not that, but with everything that surrounded Kaepernick going on on the same weekend in relation to the Super Bowl, I think Trump would have been outspoken about that. He was outspoken about supporting the Patriots. Obviously, Very I think the first reason that obviously the first reason here you go, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously I think the first reason that he supported the Patriots was because of his good friend Robert Kraft. So when you're fresh off of a Super Bowl like that, and now you go into this State of the Union address, and your your message has pretty much changed from what got you to where you are and what you've consistently been preaching and pushing since you've gotten the platform of being the president of the United States. I think some things soaked in for Trump this weekend and that there was really a correlation there that people may or may not see, but I did. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been feeling like he's been a little bit more woke and actually making sense and paying attention, but he still, you know how... I mean, yeah, I don't him, trust him. But I don't I do, trust I him because, with that of, if because all of a sudden that, he's saying unity. Yeah, but what no, I'm saying I, is... I do feel coming like he's off, a little bit more woke on the actual correlation to what certain things that this, are happening yeah. and what's the response behind it in the yeah. you know this is the, the biggest this is the biggest whatever, this is the, the biggest e American event that we yeah, have in yeah, this country nah, for sure. he, so politicians he, he can't help but men, to see it. He, yeah. uh, it you don't have to like football you could have watched the game solely for the commercials because of the advertising solely for the social environment so, exactly. that is, yeah, it's like exactly. a holiday is what I said it felt yeah. like a holiday it, it, that's what it yeah. is every year nobody so on the road it rubs off directly and indirectly on on the country yeah. it just does because that's the biggest event on television year in and year out but next up it's going down in the nba right now and we're going to talk about it keep it locked it's the wake up and win podcast with devon pouncey keep it locked folks as we continue to give you a winning formula it's the wake up and win podcast visit thatcast.com for more great content on thatcast network and we are back, and we couldn't have gotten back no faster because it is going 
down in the league right now. In so many ways. <laughs> oh, it's man, it's crazy. crazy. Right it's crazy. So um, for those of you that don't know, we're like 12 hours. It's about midnight right now while we're recording. Um, we're trade deadline is approaching a, Yeah, I think, I think we got like 12 hours until <laughs> tra- the trade deadline is up and over with. Um, but let's just get right into it. For starters, did you see LeBron James post today in reference to Harrison Barnes? Yes, which I think was ridiculous. So, we'll get into that um, just for the listeners out there, just to give y'all a little bit of a background. Harrison Barnes, he played, he played until literally hours ago for the Dallas Mavericks, okay? LeBron James, obviously, is LeBron James' plays for the Lakers. Um, with the trade deadline happening, there's a lot of deals, a lot of negotiation um, happening right now in the moment. Harrison Barnes decided to go out and play tonight with his team, although... Um, Paul Pierce did say that he had an idea based on Paul Pierce speaking with his agent. Harrison Barnes had an idea that he could be traded tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Harrison (laughs) Barnes decided, I'm still going to go out and do my job just in case I do not get traded. I don't want to miss this game because I'm up in the air about what's going to happen. So Harrison Barnes went out and he played tonight. And in the third quarter, the trade became official and he got pulled out of the game and he didn't play the rest of the game because he's now a member of the Sacramento Kings and he's no longer a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, LeBron James, and I'm going to paraphrase the shit out of this because it was 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 lengthy. Yeah, it was a long-winded post. So to make a long story short and a short story long, LeBron James pretty much came out and said how it's just business and it's beneficial um, for these execs to be able to make moves whenever they decide to, even while this guy was on the court playing the game. But yet, when we try to make trade with Crest or when we try to go move and play for another team as players, we're frowned upon for doing so. He basically was saying he doesn't have a problem with the business being the business and these execs making these trades and doing what it is that they have to do is best for the franchise. But he does have a problem with the narrative being negative when players decide to do what's best for them. And he wants to just call it a spade a spade. What are your thoughts on LeBron coming out and commenting on the entire trade that happened with Harrison Barnes and obviously you know, kind of where do we stand right now from those comments? Well, I mean, it's so many ways that you it's can. Layers. It, it's, it's layers. It's, it's layers. It's definitely, it's definitely layers. But if I want to just get straight to the point and, and say I don't necessarily have a problem with the whole entire thing of what he was saying because – he is right. As long as he wasn't saying it from a – I think it was more so he was attacking fans more so than when I thought he was attacking the NBA first. And right. what I mean by that is he made it clear that he doesn't have a problem with how things was done. And when I first seen it, I made I – made, it kind of – I took it in as he did have a problem with how it was done. They traded him in the third quarter, and that's foul and blah, blah, blah. But – People get fired from their jobs every day, B. No no warning, no nothing, <laughs> families involved. Yeah. Wake up to get dressed and get told that you don't come in today. All kind of stuff. Oh, oh, I got <laughs> when, when my radio show happened, 
Let's I found it. out. I found out that I was getting laid off my from my radio show mid show. Mid show. And and we could have and, and my co-host and I we could have went ape shit on the airwaves because we knew what was happening. You knew what was happening. But <laughs> my co-host being see, a vet in the game. See, my see. co-host being a vet in the game while we were on commercial break. He was like, "Man, listen, you got a future Ooh. in this business." As bad as I want to just go completely the fuck off on the airwaves right now, yep. we're not going to do that. We're going to finish out this show with class. You got a future in this business. I got a future in this business. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go out classless like that, mm-hmm. although we could and we had reason to. Right. We just decided not to do that. So I pretty much followed his lead in that, and that was how it went down. But right. we definitely found out me and show that we were getting laid off. And so that kind of <laughs> just kind of supports my take on what I mean by that is like, I don't know if I should take what his post says. He's trying to sway people when he says call it a spade a spade to be mad at the league for or the team or the organization for how they went about doing it because I don't necessarily see a problem with it. You in the NBA, trade deadline, like you said, is coming up. You know that you're not necessarily a franchise player, and you could be shipped away. Yeah. Whether it's in the third quarter, whether it's in the third minute after the game is over, you can be shipped away. So I got no problem with what was done with that. So like I said, I don't know to take it more so as he wants us to call the spade a spade and get mad at whoever we he feels that we should be mad at or if he should just be like – or if his point was more so like – quit attacking players so much we could do we could move how we want to move the same way that these organizations move how they move and we shouldn't hear no flack and once again when you get paid this kind of money and when you on this kind of pedestal and when you in a day and age of social media and all of that people are going to have opinions People wake up to talk shit on the internet, to type because they know that nobody ever going to see them or come across them. And that's just what comes along with them them long dollars. So I just thought that it was kind of a, a pointless post. You talking, LeBron James is talking about Harrison Barnes. Come on, bro. Yeah, see, I don't think it was pointless at all. In fact, initially when I did hear about what happened, um, I really, my, my first instinct was to go to, Uh, my competitive nature because LeBron has a lot of issues of his own being the leader of the Los Angeles Lakers um, with the young guys on his team being in a lot of trade rumors and trade talks obviously we know a lot about this Anthony Davis situation that we discussed here last week on the podcast so if you didn't really get to listen to that go listen to that Um, but then I kind of switched gears a bit because, like I said, as a competitor, I'm like, LeBron, you shouldn't even be worried about Harrison Barnes right now because you got enough turmoil happening in your locker room coming off a 40-plus point loss victor, I mean, defeat uh, just last night and dealing with the, dra- the drama surrounding that, knowing that you got a lot of young guys in your locker room. And then I kind of took a step back and I gathered myself and I thought about it again. And... It made me really support LeBron and what it was that he did and what it was that he was saying. And here's why. Whether LeBron is vocal about this, even if it does have to do with Harrison Barnes, he's become a voice for the league. He's become a voice for the players. What LeBron said in a lot of cases, in my opinion, was right. 
that players should be able to do what it is that they want to do. Yes, opinions are going to come from people. Criticism is going to come from people. But also, there's no right way. LeBron would be in a lose-lose situation if he just sat back and was quiet about it rather than being vocal about it because there's really no right way to do it in the position that he's in. And I think I think you can tie that and connect that to the Super Bowl and Colin Kaepernick because one of the criticisms that Kaepernick has gotten, even from his supporters, since Kaepernick has not been in the league, is that he's too quiet. He's not saying enough. Kaepernick is this. He's that. He needs to talk more. But now LeBron does have the platform and he is in position to be able to say these types of things which a lot of people feel and agree with but when he says it he gets critiqued for it and he's the the one that started this he's the one that created this so really whether you're quiet about issues that don't be everybody i'm not saying be quiet but, but what i'm saying i'm not saying you're saying that but i'm just saying generally speaking whether he's outspoken about it or whether he doesn't say anything at all, he's going to receive slander because he's LeBron right, James. Right, and We look to LeBron to be able to say these types of things because he is LeBron, and unlike Harrison Barnes, as you mentioned, he is the player that is good enough, that has the platform, that is skilled enough to be able to go out and say these types of things, and he's not running a risk as far as his job is concerned. But he's just running a risk as far as opinion, though, because opinions He's, he's running an opinion. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's layers because it's an opinion. And one thing about LeBron James is he is an employee of his team and of the NBA. Am I right or wrong? He's an employee. So I look at it, like I said, I know that the NBA is completely different from working a regular job, but... At your employer, you can't just it's say. It's not oh, though. We it, can't. We can't keep putting that no, out there. No, no, no. But we. De- no, he, they're employed. No, they have a bigger platform, but they're employed from somebody. They're not running the business. No, no. But so, I said. Oh, I you thought you what, said no. it's different from a regular job. I was saying it's not different. Okay, from a so you more job. so tying it. Okay. Yeah, we on the same page. Okay, then, yeah. well, okay so we're there. that's kind of what I mean. Even though they have a bigger platform, it's not different from a regular job in the fact that you can't just go say, "Oh, they're doing better at the." at the champs or at the whatever the job is. So I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do this. You're going to hear slander about that. And we have to remember that the most recent biggest name person to do it was Kevin Durant. And he went to a team that was, we know the backstory behind that. It was up 3-1 and lost. It was already a super team before he came. All it is. So we're seeing more and more where it seems like, players are trying to create these teams and so I think that's where the slander comes but once again when you are employed under somebody they they all I can you know walk in, you can walk into your job at Street Roots and they can say I'm sorry Devon you're a hell of a writer but we're going to sway a different way and you have to respect that I don't and that's the what thing. I mean by have to respect you don't have the option to say Oh, I'm gonna still work here is what I mean by I have to respect I, I, it. Absolutely. You don't have to agree with it, but you can't you can't do the you can't be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm staying to work here. But my thing is with LeBron James, you don't have to respect it, but sometimes for that job to be able to continue 
to thrive the way that it's been, it takes somebody like LeBron James to make the moves that he's been making. We know that the 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 NBA is on an upward trend right now. The NBA is not like the NFL, which is on a downward trend right now. The NBA is continuing to have success, and it's because people like LeBron are willing to go out and take these specific risks and say these things, whether they're employed or not employed or however you want to put it. But what kind of impact holds so much weight within that post? Is what I'm trying to get out of you. The impact that holds weight is that it's LeBron James saying it. We care about what LeBron James says. As a league, they care about what LeBron James says. As a society, we care about what LeBron James says. And as you mentioned before, he's not Harrison Barnes. He's LeBron James. Correct. He's a player with a bigger platform. He's a player that we listen to. He's a player that we follow. He's but a player that's looked up to. No, what I'm asking is ultimately what does he want out of that post? What do you take that he wants to happen? What does he want? What Player empowerment, period. He wants these players to continue to be more and more empowered, and he wants business to be more of a partnership type of a thing than it is boss-employee. But it's not. Owner. That's what I'm saying. Didn't we but, just say that? But, but, we, but we've seen the NFL fail because of that. <laughs> We're seeing no. a league. We're seeing a league go downward because of just that. No, I think it's because they player took that plat, used that platform, and it shit so much light on that. If it was the same in the end, we would see the same division. No, in no, this no, person no, 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 no. You gotta remember, we gotta talk about things such as CTE. We gotta talk about. We've talked about it here time and again on this platform with the, with the Le'Veon Bells of the world and the Khalil Max of the world who are having to go out and say certain things to get paid. More more money because of what they're dealing with within the job and it takes those type of players to be able to do that because if they don't yeah players are going to continue to die players are going to continue to have cte and and the league is going to continue to trend downward nba players are the most they getting paid buccal contracts then don't then don't say you can't say that it's a regular job and then now transfer into saying they're getting paid buccal contracts the the owners are making buccal money what i'm saying is you can't sit (laughs) here and say it's a partnership it's not a partnership just because you're paying me a lot of money you're still employed by me Doing anything illegal, I can see LeBron's not. I I didn't say that, but but that's my point. I don't see what kind of weight, like how he was trying to tie that in into player empowerment, unless you're saying that players should be able to be free to go whenever they want to to a new team, into a new organization, into a new situation. The thing is, that's working. But that's working for the NBA right now is what I'm getting at. So ultimately what LeBron is saying is if these GMs and these execs see it the same way that we do and it's actually working while we're doing it and we're looking as if we're rebellious right now because of it, but we're really not. We really do care about this league. We really do fuck with this league, but we just have been withheld to certain things because it's a business and because we're looking at but but that doesn't matter i can be employed by somebody but the, you employed me for a reason you employed right, me I'm because valuable. i hope that's what I, i'm not my saying point exactly just, yeah, so if, if i come no into a job shit, so if i come like, into a job i agree if i come into a job and i can't be me and i can't 
use whatever it is that I'm most valuable at to be able to make this thing better? What was the point of employing me in the first place? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> at at <laughs> some point in time, at what you might find time? somebody better. When you find somebody better or when you feel like it's time to try something new, such as Harrison Barnes. But, when they signed him, they all obviously thought it was a great but idea. But he said it. At he didn't have point, a problem with that. He said, I'm okay right. with the business so, side of things. But what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, is... What is the point of what are you the trying point, to get The at? point is... Is we should be okay when the players decide to do this same thing as well and but they have the freedom shouldn't. to do that. But yes, we should That's because they have the freedom to do so. They have the freedom to do so. When they're free agents, they're not trading themselves. They're not. You, saying, if they have the freedom I, to request a trade, they should be able to do that. Because what I'm saying is I definitely don't see a problem with a player voicing that, oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I said, especially with Anthony Davis, he, he's been loyal to the Pelicans. He put his time in. It doesn't look like it's on the up. It's kind of like a relationship that's just stagnant. If it don't look like it's going nowhere, what are we doing? You, you know what I mean? So I'm not criticizing that. Well, then I'm, what not are you saying, criticizing? I'm not saying be quiet. What I'm saying is what what are you trying to get out of it? Because at the end of the day, you're go you just said it. If you're LeBron James, Anthony Davis, whatever – Everybody is not going to agree with you. We, David and Devon, and they're not going to agree with everything we say. So it's like you're going to get the scrutiny and the criticism, period. That's my – okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example for it. When I was in college, I did a paper. Um, I took a politics in the media class, and I did a paper on framing. The paper was on framing, and what I did was it was the two seasons that the Seattle Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. And I did – I had to take, like – I did an analysis, basically, where I picked, like, ten topics in relation to Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch. And in these ten topics, I had to do at least a minimum of 40 or 50 articles that I had to dissect and analyze and basically – come up with percentages of when these topics were mentioned in these mainstream media articles. Now, Marshawn Lynch, all he said was, I'm here so I don't get fined. He really didn't say anything <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Right. Richard Sherman, he is a very outspoken athlete to still to this day. The problem that the players had in the, and what I gathered from my analysis and doing this framing is that they were framed pretty much exactly the same, even though their behavior was polar opposite. So what I'm getting at is this. Yeah, we're going to talk about Richard Sherman being from the inner city. Yeah, we're going to talk about Marshawn Lynch being from the inner city. But we're not going to talk about what they're doing for the inner city. Yeah, because we're not going to mention that. We're not going to mention that they're both educated and they both went to Pac-12 schools. They went to Cal schools. and Stanford. Mm -hmm. We're not going to mention any of that. But we're going to mention race issues when it comes to these two guys. But what they two did people was that impactful, are, too. That, but I'm that's not, my yeah, point. That that's my point too. on why. That's what LeBron is much. trying to do. That's my point. But I'm but, saying but, he did but, it completely. No, he didn't. Way. But he, he didn't, didn't say too no, much no, no. at all. No, he's but saying in, a lot no, right a lot now. Away. LeBron no, no, no. is saying a lot I'm talking right about, now. Uh, beast mode, Marshawn but what Lynch. I'm but that's my point that I'm getting at. There's no right way to do it. Because you can take the Marshawn Lynch approach and he's gonna get criticized and make an impact and it won't be the right way. Or you can take the Richard Sherman uh, how about this? You could take the Marshawn Lynch or the Colin Kaepernick approach and be quiet, and we seeing the impact that but Colin Kaepernick made on the Super Bowl. No, 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 way. no. But that's my point. Then what? But they still got criticized heavily for what they and did. That's my point but too. what I'm saying is, and also, and so also, what, what I'm also what I'm saying is, they did Marshawn and Kaepernick did it a similar way.
Mm-hmm. Sherman and LeBron are doing it a similar way, mm-hmm. but it's still making an impact. So what I'm getting at is there's obviously no middle ground on yeah, how to do I'm, it. So LeBron if LeBron's was, was making wrong, an impact. I just think that it was a weak example to use the Harrison Barnes trade. I thought that it was just, it wasn't fitting. I thought the caption that he wrote was more fitting than the post. If that makes any sense. It, it doesn't kinda, make sense to me It was kind of one of those. <laughs> that po- doesn't make sense to me What I all. mean by that is the post, the Harrison Barnes situation, the example, it wasn't good with what he was saying. It didn't support and connect as well as I thought it could have with what he's trying to accomplish. Why not? Because it was Harrison Barnes and it was a trade that was nothing janky but about he never, it. But he never, criti- but he never criticized the trade but being wrong. But he tried wrong. to use that as no, an no, example no, 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 to no, say, no. Why don't we call a spade a spade? Because when we want to do something similar, it's a problem. And it's a valid reason why it's a problem to me. Why? Because the they reason? are employed by these people. But they're not doing anything outside of what their job allows them to do. But I'm not that's saying what I'm getting at. I'm just but, saying but, that but that's why it's not a problem. If they're doing what it is their job allows them to do, it shouldn't yeah, so be a problem. Especially you, if go, the league is successful. And tell whoever's running it that I'm doing it my way because that's... No, you, no, 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 no. That's why? not what it is. That's I not what it is at all. What it is is I can go to... What I do know I can go to my job and tomorrow. Say, I do, it's, no, I know I can go to my job too. tomorrow and say, hey, Kaya, hey, Cole, let's talk about how we can handle this together because I see X, Y, and Z. I'm not strapped down to saying, Kaya, Cole, whatever y'all say do is what I'm going to do. No, but that, I'm not strapped but that, to that. And we, have a great, and we have a great working relationship because of that, because I'm comfortable enough to be able to come like to it them. Was division. No, it, it wasn't. Like it was, he was trying to bring said, it all together. It That's why like he that. it, it did. That's he why he, let's call it spade a spade. It didn't spade seem like that. Spade a spade means let's call it even. I know, That's bringing it together. So are you either telling me to go attack them just like how the players are getting attacked? No, 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 what he's saying is what I'm saying is I don't have a problem with what the NBA is doing. So there shouldn't be a problem with what we're doing. That's it. He's not saying that the NBA should receive the same scrutiny that we receive. That's not what he's saying but at all. But it could be taken as since y'all see a problem with what we're doing, but he let's call it. it even and see that that's a problem. But he laid it out and he said it. I don't have a problem with what the I, business you're is not hearing doing. Me. I'm not saying he has a problem. I'm saying that it seemed that the people who are talking, the critiques, the criticizers, if you guys have a problem with it, call it even and have a problem with shit like this too. That's what no, I'm no, saying. No, it no, no, no. That it, wasn't what he said. No, but it, no, it came off as that. But that's not what when he you're said. Using this, see, oh, he got taking, traded in the see, third quarter see, see, as he was playing the talking, game. It seemed like they was janky is how he tried to make you're it talking, sound. No, he didn't. You're talking perception. I'm talking facts. No, this the is fact. No, he it's posted not that fact. video. No, the fact is he said... I do not have a problem with what the business is doing. But he has doing. a problem with, it, with how everybody else feels about these players. No. Is my pro- That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So he said, call it even and have a problem with what no, they're no, doing. No, 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 no. But it could no, be no, taken no. like no, that. No, no, no. But that's not what he said. That is <laughs> what, what he said. No, it, call it spade a spade. No, call he said, call it spade a spade so because. If I got a I, problem with this. No, I'm going to call it even and I'm going to have a problem with this too. I don't understand how you don't understand it. And he literally laid it out and said, it's not a problem with what the is doing just don't allow it to be a problem with what we're doing that's not saying to go that's not saying to go criticize the league when they do it just don't criticize us when we do it that's all he was saying he's saying 
don't go. You, if you're not gonna criticize them when they do it, I'm that's okay stupid. with that. That's a waste of time because you're it's gonna not, get criticized. It's period. Not, it's you're not a waste of time. Freaking James. No, no. Yeah, you're gonna you're get Anthony. Criti- you're, you're gonna, gonna get, get criticized, but time. you're gonna get criticized. Absolutely. Kaepernick got criticized, Everybody as I got, mentioned. Marshawn Lynch got criticized. So if but if they don't do, but if they no, no, no. But if they don't do it. If they don't do it, no difference is going to be made. If Kaepernick doesn't take a knee, the the ratings aren't down for the, the most that it's you, ever been in ten no years. If Marshawn be isn't being as... quiet and being who he is, then we don't see the impact that Marshawn makes. If LeBron, LeBron isn't coming out, time. that's but LeBron People still criticize Kobe. That's He's okay. That's okay. But if LeBron doesn't speak, we don't see these changes happening after LeBron retires. Just like we're seeing these changes happen in the NFL. NFL three years after Kaepernick isn't playing in the NFL. That's the point that I'm getting at. That's what LeBron so is doing. What that's what Sherman was... is doing. We the change the change didn't happen today. But right. the change may happen five years from now, just that's like so the change ulti- in the NFL the happened. That he ultimately three years. wants is for people to be okay with the fact that players want more freedom. Absolutely. That's what I'm, and it's I helping the league I because don't think that that posted. That's my opinion. I can have my that, opinion. I'm a okay with that, that, but what that I'm saying, I'm a okay with you having your opinion. But what I'm telling you is, your opinion's wrong because what he's doing <laughs> is he's trying to so lay out. A, he's trying to lay opinion. out a fan. He's trying to lay out a foundation <laughs> for beyond your when he's in the league. <laughs> he's trying to lay out a foundation for beyond when he's in the league. He's willing to take the criticism for that, but he's not going to be quiet and not say it. Martin Luther King took a whole bunch of criticism, even got killed. But that doesn't mean his impact isn't influential beyond his death, beyond his murder. That's where we're at. Completely That's what it is. Completely different. <laughs> That's what it is. Completely different, bro. But um, next up, we got our Taking L segment because we were supposed to talk about a whole bunch of other trade shit, but we didn't quite get to it. But I don't really care. Keep it locked. This is the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. Whew, and we're back. <laughs> Man, I had to go get, get some fresh air after that one. A fan or something. And we're Jeez. back. And we're back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's get right into it, the Take a Nail segment. Um, we gave you the winning formula on quick hits and how to do a quick hit on a podcast based on the Super Bowl when you don't want to do what we just did with this NBA <laughs> trade talk. That's why I did quick yeah, hits on the yeah, Super Bowl uh, because <laughs> I had a whole lot more to say on NBA trade talks that I didn't quite get to because <laughs> we got so deep into this LeBron James post. Yeah, it happens that, sometimes. No, though. I'm okay yeah, with it. I'm yeah. okay with it. But what I'm saying is the winning formula on how to do quick hits was in the first segment. It wasn't in the second segment, okay? Sure. Now, in the second segment, my winning formula was whether you're quiet like Marshawn Lynch and Colin Kaepernick or you're outspoken like Richard Sherman and LeBron James, you're going to receive criticism. But as long as you're doing the work to lay a foundation beyond when you're in the league or beyond whatever it is that you're doing and what it is that you're passionate about and you want to see a change in, you have to just do things the way that you do things. I think LeBron's a winner in the fact that he is being outspoken. He's taking on this vocal leadership and kind of being the voice of the players in the NBA because he knows he has the influence, he has the status, and he can make the impact beyond what 
pretty much everybody on in, else in the league can make. And he's willing to take the criticism for it, but we may not see what he's saying until five, ten years from now. But if I'm LeBron, I'm okay with that because, for one, I love the game that much. And for two, hell, if we want to get personal with LeBron, his son might be in the NBA five, ten years from now. <laughs> so he might even just be laying the foundation for his son if we want to get personal. But I do think LeBron's love for the game is bigger than that. But now we got to get to taking L's. And the person who's taking an L for me this week goes by the name of Tommy Loren. And I think this is the second week that I've had a conservative commentator take an L. But the reason why is because they're leeching off the culture again. So for those of you that don't know, 21 Savage, he's a rapper. I don't even know whether to say he's from Atlanta or the UK at this point. But I'll give him his props and say he's from Atlanta. Um, he was arrested by ICE, uh, Immigration Control. And basically, long story short, he was born in the UK. He moved to Atlanta with his parents when he was 12 years old. He's now like 25, 26 years old. So he spent half of his life in the UK and he spent the second half of his life here in the United States of America in Atlanta. He was recently arrested. Tommy Loren came out and she posted a tweet. So he has a song that goes, I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, M's in my bank account. Tommy Loren comes out and tweets, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the tweet right in front of me. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ICE security trying to arrest me or some crazy wacky shit like that. Here's the problem that I got with Tommy Loren. When that song, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in my bank account initially came out, she had a video that went viral of her riding around in the car singing that song and dancing to it and bobbing to it because she was a fan. She was a fan of him. She was a fan of the culture, etc., etc. Now that we have this whole ICE immigration thing coming along, her true colors are starting to show and she's acting as if she's happy that he got arrested first things first I'm never happy when anybody gets arrested. I don't wish jail on nobody. So for her to make a joke about him going to jail or being arrested for whatever it is that, for really for immigration reasons, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything violent, but it was for immigration reasons. For her to mock that, to me, is out of pocket. I don't think you mock that. Demi Lovato learned her lesson this week, too, because she came out and said, uh, these 21 Savage memes are more entertaining than a Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and she got lit up because of it to the fact that she ended up uh, deactivating her Twitter and deactivating her social media because she came out and said what it is that she says. You just don't play with that type of stuff, in my opinion, especially in Tommy Loren's case, when you're leeching off of the culture and you love the culture this much, now all of a sudden you want to make these comments because you know the response you're going to get. And in some cases, we as a culture are taking a nail because we're feeding into it. But at the same time, I'm not giving us the L for that because I understand where our outrage comes from. I don't understand where her bitterness and where her kind of not anger, but her really trying to be mean <clears throat> and really trying to degrade and downplay who 21 Savage is as an artist and as a person comes from. I really don't get that. So Tommy yeah, Loren takes the L for I mean, me. it was terrible jokes anyway. The one, two, three, four. Like, it was a whack-ass joke. Whack. That's weak. That's it was weak. especially when you when we got videos of you already feeling riding it. around feeling, feeling the song. Yeah, that's now weak. when this happens, you know that 21 Savage is going to have the black community supporting him. He's going to have the hip-hop community supporting 
supporting him. He's going to have people supporting him that don't necessarily support you. So you want to try to just get up underneath people's skin and come out with these excuse me, come out with these kind of jokes. To me, that's out of pocket. You took an L for it, and you're just showing even more so how much you need the culture. And we're actually feeding off of it, which in some cases is a problem. But in other cases, some <clears throat> of us feel like we got to call you out on it, and that's what I just did right now. All right, now, I respect it. Well, my L for the week, first off, I think that this episode we've disagreed more than probably any other episode <laughs> in a long time as I can remember. So I'm anxious to hear your feedback on this once I said and explain why real quick, real brief. But my, as much as we talk about this artist, we didn't spoke on how we, we like the artist, we respect his music and all that, it's YG. We, he just sold out two shows recently here in Portland. Yeah. I think you've seen one or two of them, but... Uh, right. Uh, he definitely. I went, I went to both. Okay, okay, yeah. He took an L not because of what he posted, but the fact that he's the reason that I seen it. And it was a post about Twenty One Savage and about you know ICE arresting him and all that. And he basically was saying free the homie Twenty One Savage with a picture of Twenty One Savage and a Black Lives Matter stamp on the picture. Right, and so. What I thought it was pretty, like I said, I, I don't think he made the flyer or, you know, the image that he posted, but I thought it was a little bit, I, I don't think the situation is an attack on black lives. I think it's often used too much. Black lives matter. Uh, not too much. I think it's used in too many scenarios. That's not really relative. We're basically calling everything racism. And it's like, Black people aren't even the target of immigration issues. So for this to be a Black Lives Matter stamp situation, I don't think that it it is directly connected in that situation. I think that it was definitely an unfortunate situation. And by any, I don't want him. I don't want anything to happen to Twenty One Savage. Let's get that clear right now. But I don't think this is a Black Lives Matter situation. And I would like to. I would like to get your opinion on that because well, I saw well, that and I yeah. saw the scrutiny in YG's comments and I'm like, hmm, although I respect him and, you know, we know he's political, the F Donald Trump song and all right, that. Right, right, right. I was just like, huh, we, we kind of throw that around well, too where, Well, where I think it kind of derives from is that even though immigration may not be known for blacks, it's more so obviously known for Mexicans, people of color, et cetera, it is still a race issue. And that's where I think a lot of the problems come into play is because we're trying to build a wall for Mexico, but we're not trying to build a wall for Canada. If you get where I'm going there, obviously you got more people of color coming from Mexico, not so much coming from Canada. So when you throw the Black Lives Matter in there, I'm not saying that I wouldn't necessarily said that or used that quote, but I do think there is a race correlation there because 21 Savage for one is black. But not black and also, though. You and, know what I mean? And also, Mexicans are targeting. They're not black. They're people of no, color. No, but they're people, but they're, they're people but of color, but again, they're still, but it's still a race but issue. Black Lives Matter is what I'm saying. It's the, that's what, that's Well, kinda, he's referring to 21 in this instance. So I get what, like I said, I'm not saying that I would have necessarily mm -hmm. said that. Right. But I don't really think he's wrong. And I think if I had to try to unpack why he said Black Lives Matter is because it 21 Savage is black and it derives from a race issue. Immigration, I believe... What race? What I, race? I believe what? all races. I believe immigration is a race issue 
it, it's more popular on behalf of Mexicans because Trump wants to build this wall for Mexico. But 21 Savage is still black. Like immigration is race. If you're not from America, you're probably of some other culture or some but other ethnic group. this is not group. a Black when, Lives Matter but, but situation. When, I, when but, you got police killing, targeting, what I'm saying is, Black Lives Matter, I feel like, is a targeted well, situation. Well, I and I don't also think thinks, that black lives are targeted in this situation. They also think 21 Savage was targeted in this situation. Because, but targeted for because, a different reason, because, though. But it's still, but I mean, you don't have to say Black Lives Matter is all about police. You can say Black Lives Matter is about African American women who get raped. That's, you can I say get all of that. You're you, you losing but, but what I'm saying, though. But it's deep, I'm black saying lives for this particular picture and post, I get all of that. But. This situation is not a target on black people. And I feel like the Black Lives Matter situation, it derived from targeted uh, negative treatment to black people. And this isn't targeted negative so treatment. So you don't think this 21 Savage was targeted is what you're saying? I do think that he was targeted. I don't think he was targeted for being black. What was he targeted for? He was just... targeted for being an illegal immigrant who went on to a platform and talked bad about immigration and put did he talk shit. i don't know if he talked bad yeah, about he, immigration he, talk, he spoke on it he, he, he shed light on, on the, the fact issue, that shed light on he the was issue. so that's where it becomes a black man being targeted in it's my not, opinion no, that's if you shed light no 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 no, no. Black, but, but what i'm black. saying is but exactly but what i'm saying is if there's a situation of him being able to come out and speak out against immigration and now he's targeted because of that and he's a black but man he's illegal i could immigrant. see i'm not saying that i'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> arguing that. I'm just saying that and I'm not saying that I would say black lives That's matter. That's like saying in this I'm situation. a thief and I go tell I'm I put it on on my raps that I steal all the time. I, I, it's going to be some light shed on that. That's kind of what I'm saying I, by I that. I get what you're saying. And like I said, let's make this clear. I don't want I do I'm not I don't wish this on nobody. I'm not right. happy about what's happening. I think it's more so of a situation where the structure of these immigration laws and and things is it, just all out of. I think it's way deeper than this. But what I'm saying is, period. I think that Black Lives Matter sometimes is used a little bit too loosely and not always when it's a Black I, I, Lives Target situation. I'm not arguing that. I'm okay. not arguing okay. against that. I, I, we I, finally I, agreed on I, something. I, I've said show. that I'm not <laughs> arguing against that. But right. I, I don't necessarily not understand where YG is coming from in this particular sense. I wouldn't come out and say Black Lives Matter because of For this that, issue. But I get, I but, but knowing that it was a black man who was targeted, it's not far-fetched, it's not far-fetched in my opinion, uh, that YG that. came out and said that. That's all I'm saying. And like I said, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the one that made the image. So I'm sure, I, if yeah. I knew where it came from, I would have gave them the L. But like I said, I seen it on YG's page. I follow him. And so I just wanted to speak on it. All good. All good. Well, um, I hope y'all enjoyed today's show. Cause, uh, of course, yeah, we got, <laughs> we got dirt up in here. Okay? <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed today's it's show. It's 28 degrees, and I needed some fresh air after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, D-Boy, let them know where to find you. D-Boy, LTD, with an I, not a Y on all platforms. A lot of music coming, so stay tuned. Keep tuning into the podcast. We definitely appreciate you. Indeed. You can find me, Pounce underscore Sation, on Twitter, on Instagram, or just search Devon Pouncey on any of those networks that you like to dabble with. And more than likely, I'll be there. 
Thanks, thanks for listening. As we always say, tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate us. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I should say. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. You can also go to the network's website, thatcast.com. You can find our podcast along with a lot of other great content. We got merch. Pork and we got Portland merch. Market. We got merch on wakeupandwin.com. We got an article coming out in Street Roots this week, this Friday. I need y'all to tap in. I need y'all to fuck. No, I'm just saying. There he goes. There he goes. That's how we was feeling today, as y'all know. I need y'all to fuck. Maybe it's the new green light in the Living the Dream studio. No, but seriously, man. Seriously, no. Like, that article, though, I did uh, Trish Egan. And Quigley, Provost Landrum, I got to interview both of those ladies. Like I said, if you're in Portland, I would highly advise you to go see that play. Um, and also, if you're in Portland, I would highly advise you to read that article. Go support a vendor. Not only are Drop you receiving... Drop the name of the play one more time a, for us. The play is called Hazardous Beauty. Thank you. Thank it's you. called Hazardous Beauty. Um, like I said, it's at the Interstate Firehouse Cultural Center. Um, look it up. I don't have the address handy right now, but that's enough. You know how to use MapQuest and Google Maps yeah. and all that. Figure it out. But um, on that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go, go in. in.